Good morning, good morning. You don't have to tune in every time you see a recording, when you see the recording. God just had me to record when he had me to record. It's up to you when you want to hear, okay? I love you so much. I'm just, you know, to the point where I got to pinch myself. I got to pinch myself because a world we live by come from we cannot physically see and yet we still hear the earth can physically see things that's amazing to me right there by itself only come to God in spirit and in truth only because if you try to look around for him in your natural eyes with your natural sight with your natural ears natural anything you're not going to see hear understand anything naturally because it can only come in the spiritual sense We've been given the ability to have a natural sense and a spiritual sense. When you come from, and you know, you relate spiritually to the home where you're originally from. And while you're here in the earth, you know, you respond naturally, but due to what you already embrace supernaturally. I hope you understand me. Thank you, you do. Father, I'm just so, you know, guys, just enjoy this with me. I mean, in, I'm joining this with you. We cannot physically see God. He's right here. He's right here, right here, man. You know what? I'm just like, I can do a dance, do a backflip, and I can go to the canoe and, you know, go on a kayak and just throw, roll, roll your boat down the stream, climb a mountain, go back down the hill, do another dance, another flip, another split, another rattle, praise, give tithes and offering, come back and sit right here in this bedroom and still be blown out of my mind. With all of this, what? Wait, what? What? What's happening here? What am I a part of? There is a God, what? Pinch me again. Pinch me again. He's listening. He's always listening. He's always watching. He's always here right now. My God, pinch me again. Created everything. You cannot physically touch heaven. Spiritually, you can encounter everything and it is. Pinch me again. I know you have seen prophetic things. I know you have seen supernatural things. And I know you believe because you're still here believing. Pinch me in. I'm about to pinch you. Just thinking about God. Hold on. God, you are you. You, all this is for real. Not saying that I don't believe, but my God, it's for real. I believe for real in this for real. This is happening for real. I'm a part of this for real. This is the real. This is the norm for real. Pinch me again. God. Come on, somebody. I'm ready to run three miles. Stop, pause. Do a little dance. You know what I'm saying? A little bit of swag with it. And do something else. Run three more miles. And realize again. What? Wait. Come on, somebody. Come on with this. Come on with this, man. Come on with this, man. This is what? Come on, man. Come on, man. Come on, man. There's no way you can walk around and just, you know what I'm saying? And not be like how I feel right now. Pitch me again. There's no way you can walk around and be, you know, normal. Encountering God like this. Father, come on, man. 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 
Before the foundation, you and Christ. Come on, man. Come on, man. Come on, man. Come on, man. Come on with this. Come on with this. Come on, pitch me again. Come on with this. Come on, man. 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 For real, man. For real, man. Come on, man. I mean, come on, man. I don't know what else to say, but come on, man. Come on, man. My son, like, wow, what's going on in there? You know, I don't even care to keep it down, but I'm going to be respectful. But come on, man. Come on, man. Come on, man. Come on, man. It ain't just hearing about God, just talking about God, man. We encounter it, man. We encounter it, man. We encounter it, man. We encounter it, man. Pinch me again. This man, this man who always is, he created us to be birthed here out of a womb. There is no womb when it comes to God. There is no parents when it comes to God. God is, is, always is. There's a time from when we started, and it's called in the beginning, but God is before. There is no start to him. Always is. Hold up, man. Come on, man. Hold up, hold up, hold up. You know what I'm saying? You always is. No was, no will be. You always is. You are permanent. The whole earth was was void. It wasn't no earth. It wasn't nothing. Imagine what that looked like before all of the creating that God did. What everything had to look like before. And imagine God seeing what we're seeing right now today before. He even said he saw. He saw all of this before. He see your everlasting end before. Just the same man. And we wonder about a bill. Wonder about anything. Come on, man. Come on, man. Come on, man. Come on, man. For real, though. And I'm sitting here wondering. And, and my biggest thing was to ask Christ, how you do 40 days and 40 nights without food and drink, man? I mean, did you, I mean, did they exaggerate this? I mean, come on, because I, I mean... If you look at the natural, you don't go three or four days without, you know, liquid. But you went, you know, 40 days and nights. Let me read this again. You know, 40 days, 49. You know what I'm saying? I'm making sure. Let me, let me see another translation. Yeah, 40 days, 49. Take it. Five years later, I'm looking again. I'll make sure I, I'm reading this right. You know, not, four, not 14. You know, 40. You know, that's a month and 10 days. 40 days, you know. Some months, nine days, 40 days, 40 nights, okay? You went without nothing. I mean, did you do it? Let me see. Let me make sure he didn't do a dang fast. No, he went without nothing. 40 days, 40 nights. And I was stuck with that. Like, hold on, man. You know, I understand, you know, the multiplying the food. You know, that's what we do. That's what we do. But I want to know, what made you do 40 days and 40 nights? What, what, was, what was that? What was that about? Because you're very specific about that 40 days and 40 nights. You could have just said you was fasting. You said 40 days, 40 nights. Come on now. Come on now. What was that about? And you weren't believing to do anything because you are the who we believe in. So, I mean, what was that about? You weren't hungry. Naturally. You had a spiritual hunger. 
your mind was on your heart and your heart was on, you know, on your assignment. Food couldn't help that. Food couldn't help that passion. And food can't help ours. No matter how much food you, I mean, you become satisfied. I mean, think about it. When you fast for a couple of days, I mean, without food and drink. And that first time when you eat some food, you feel full. You don't feel satisfied. You just feel full. The satisfaction comes from the fulfillment. Jesus. And when you got hungry, the devil thought that you know, that'd be the best time to tempt you. And you didn't have to follow Satan. That's the thing I read. You know, you, you chose to walk with this man. You chose to walk behind him. Because you already saw the, you know, the outcome. And Satan think he's doing something, leading you three times up each mountain higher and higher and trying to cause you to tip God. Try to mark God. Command these breads to be, you know, command these stones to be made bread. Man, should I live by bread alone? By every word, took you to another higher mountain. Let yourself fall over and have the angels come to rescue you. Thou should not mock the Lord thy God. Took you up to a higher mountain. Look at all of this. I give you all of this answer. Only God will I, shall I serve. Get thee behind me, see. And left with the power of Holy Spirit was being led by the Spirit of God also in the presence of Satan. That's letting us know even while we still being deceived, God is still right there. Holy Spirit was with Christ leading them into that place while Satan was doing the leading also. He was following him. Because to deny Satan, it causes us to increase so much more supernaturally by saying no to Satan and saying yes to God. What is Christ saying yes to? Not living by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. So I'm acknowledging God's words in my life. I'm not tempting God knowing that God can rescue me if I, I'm not going to tempt God. I can have angels come here and save me, but I choose not to because I must fulfill by having my life in the hands of man. I have to be crucified. In order to be crucified, I have to be betrayed in order for me to even be resurrected. And that can only come by the hands of man. I have to feel forsaken. Even though I am not forsaken. But I have to feel the disconnection from my father. Because I'm bearing what he cannot even touch. So you don't have to live that way anymore. And it's no way in fiery hell I'm going to listen to this story Hear these testimonies translated in three different times In three different books And choose to live some other type of way It's no way man It's no way man My sisters always laugh I mean but not laugh at me But like you you gone with this I mean you just so into this 
I'm, in, I'm true to this, man. You know when you really about something, you about something. I'm about this life, man. And I mean it, though. I am about this, man. I'm a part of this, man. I ain't wasting this, man. Nah, man. Now I'm sounding like Terrence Howard. Nah, man. Oh, God. <laughs> Terrence Howard say, man, anything. He's a very passionate man. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Seriously. It's like God is having us to look at him and see who is he really to you. If he your provider, you know, let him do that. And not just providing, you know, increase in financial arena. I mean, every area. You provide me with love. You provide me with joy. You provide me with the fullness thereof in your presence. You provide me when I step out my home. Everything that's, you know, take place. Come on, somebody. Looking at God and from both ways. Looking at God, like looking at my wall and don't see nothing. But then tap into the spiritual realm and look. Well, I can tap into two places at the same time. But the purpose is to bring what I see spiritually here. As it manifests. There's no way I can ever think that God cannot do anything. And sometimes we say that he can do all things. But we're demonstrating differently. By worrying. By being afraid. No sickness can ever touch my body. I command my body to bless the Lord. So I got to take really good care of my earthly vessel. I can't neglect no part of me if I'm wise to know that I've been made right. So I'm responsible naturally to manifest what he bought the past regarding it. I'm going to treat my body as his temple knowing that I am the healed. I'm not going to play Russian roulette with the word of God. I'm healed, but I still neglect my body, neglect my organs by not neutralizing. Not being on one accord with God's words regarding it. Hallelujah. 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 Just knowing that God is looking at me, looking at you while I'm talking and you're listening and you're engaging with me. He's right here. And it's no way I know that Christ gave his life for me like that in the way I read and I turn around and do something that I know I ain't supposed to do. Come on now. I don't get enough of that. That's nothing. That's, that's no more. Man. And he's he forgive us every time. Come on, man. Isn't he worth us just doing it right? No, we've been made right. You know, You are my best friend. I sit where you're sitting at today. 
I'm going to sit on your lap today. I'm always sitting where I'm seated on your right side. I'm sitting on your lap today. I'm going to sit in your seat. Yeah. You are my God. You are my Father. You are my El Elyon. You are my Yahweh. You are. But as your daughter, I'm going to sit in your seat. As your image and in your likeness, I'm going to sit in your seat with you. I'm on your lap in you, dwelling in you. Where you go, I go also. What you say, I say also. What you do, I do also. I'm just that in tuned to being in love with you. I love everything about you. Guys, my childhood was so, so beautiful with God. When I go to like Six Flags or King's Dominion, I always make sure I have an empty seat like God was right there with me. He get on a roller coasters with me. Whenever like my mom, when Christmas time come, I get my Christmas presents and he, she know I'm into like teacups and sets and you know, and I will always make the table for me and him. You know, he eats with me. Even when I'm eating dinner, I always set aside some of the food, even though I'm eating it, but I, you know, have it using my faith that he's eating with me, some of my dinner with me. It's like I included him in a lot of things, if not everything. You know, God took no pleasure seeing any of us get spanked naturally by our parents. It ached his heart to see us get spanked. Because a lot of times we got spanked with no mercy. And he's showing our parents mercy as he is a parent to them and they release not unto us. A lot of times we got spanked for the most simplest things. One minute late or warm the food up too hot or, you know, things, just simple things. And sometimes parents made mistakes and blamed us for them. Not even being, holding themselves accountable. And don't we know what that's like as parents? And even as people, not to be a parent, to make a mistake. Hallelujah. God just had me talking a lot today. And guess what? If that's what he wants, I'm enjoying it. Like when God had me to speak, I don't care if I'm invited to anyone's TV show, no matter how high it may seem or how you know professional or in order or perfect it may seem, when you expressing the essence of his presence, humility is, you know, evident. It don't matter what's the highest question you can ask me to think that I cannot answer. There is nothing that God cannot do. And I love how people encounter, you know, God through me and enjoy Quenisha's personality. As a being a believer, I'm not a person trying to go as far and have you to think you have to come do a hop, skip, and a jump just to freely receive something. Hallelujah. Like, seriously, pinch me with this. I'm walking on earth as it is in the kingdom. Hold on, there's a kingdom? Wait a second. My God. God showed me Easter eggs. New life, new beginnings. My mom said to me, Nene, you are so blessed. I had no idea she talks about me that much. Our parents brag about us. They do. Especially as we do what we're supposed to do. But I want you to brag 
period. Not just when you see something good. Brag because I am a child of God. Like the men. A lot of men will be drawn to God in Quenisha because a lot of men are fatherless. And I mean without our God fatherless. And a lot of men don't come on to me, but they just like draw like, wow, you are different. You are beautiful and your beauty is not a beauty that will cause me to want your phone number. It just want me to be in your presence. It, ha- it helps me become better. It helps me to stand firm. It helps me to lift up my head and pray. It helps me to not be ashamed. And I think I'm too strong to say, God, I love you. You are different. I wasn't in many relationships. I never cheated on anybody in my life because I knew what it's like to hurt someone, to be hurt. And many people found that difficult to believe who didn't know me. Everybody cheated on somebody. I have never cheated on anyone ever before. But I got cheated on a lot. (laughs) And because of one reason, they're not used to having someone who's just, you know, nice. And many take advantage of that. Women and men. I'm used to people taking advantage. Now when someone starts to be nice, now I have the upper hand to take advantage of them. And none of that is of God because we must be in the will of God regarding anybody. And I had relationships in the past. But let me tell you the thing about it. Every person has said the same thing. You're different. I'm with you because I need something from you. But it's not to get to know you in this way. That's why it's something missing. That's why I'm cheating. That's why I'm lying. That's why I'm not with you faithfully. Because it's not that. It's something else. And if you're not aware who God is, you don't know how to identify the presence. They was encountering God. And not knowing how to, you know, receive the presence. Identify the presence. And every time I run into somebody in the past, they all said the same thing. Real talk, guys. I apologize for ever hurting you. You a good person. You didn't deserve that. I apologize. Every person said that. It's all good. It's all good. I'm just glad it's over. So are you. Hallelujah. Every person can say, Q is a good person. No one, you would never hear no one say, Q cuss me out. Q mean. Q selfish. Q greedy. Q lustful. Q thinks she's all that. You will never hear that. And to be honest, Satan wouldn't even dare to even try to admit that. Because he can't even lie right. 
But there's always going to be somebody to try to find something. And that's what Satan did. He had people to make up things on me because he couldn't have anything to say. I didn't give him nothing to say. I'm not nasty. I'm not rude. I'm not selfish. It's like a lot of things were happening to me, but I wasn't releasing that back to anybody else. Now, I'm not saying that I never did anything. But when it comes to loving and respecting and helping, I always did that. And that's why many thought it'd be a best time to take advantage. And you know what that's like. And God will have you to put your foot down. And it didn't feel good to be lied on. Especially when you feel like you lost everything. And someone throwing lies on you because you're an easy target to be lied upon. To look like you don't have nothing. Like you on the ground, you still been beat on. And God said, I got you. Because you've been justified. We all have been justified. Now you might not get that apology you're looking for for the person who lied on you. Or falsely accused you. But you're going to definitely see your justification regarding everything. Hallelujah. Just thinking about God looking at us right now. And knowing that Father eats and do everything that we do. I love heaven's recipes. I used to sit and ask God, what's your favorite things? When it comes to foods and locations, we got to remember he's the creator. He don't have any favorites of nothing. Nothing. I asked God, I said, what's your favorite color? You know what he said to me? Spirit. Spirit. He have no favorites. <laughs> that means the truth. <laughs> I said, well, God, what is the thing that you love to hear the most? And God said, oh, that's easy. What must I do to be safe? I said, what is the least thing that you want to hear? I wish you go to hell. People say that just to say it as it's a figure of speech. Not even knowing what they're wishing upon another. How can you wish someone to go to hell? That's the worst. I said, okay. You have a favorite fruit? I said, no. I made them off. I said, okay, God. Tell me some things about you. What dessert did you eat the most? Triple top of triple quadruple layer chocolate on chocolate double chocolate cake. That's what God eats a lot of. Not all the time, but you know, as a dessert, you would see him eating that a lot. He does the Sundays and everything too. And he don't just put a little fudge. No, he puts a lot. He don't just have one scoop or two. He said, oh, you you making them think I'm greedy. No, you're not. <laughs> you have no flush. So you look like you're getting big. <laughs> That's what you show me. <laughs> I'm telling them what you show me. <laughs> yeah. You know. And I ask God because the thing is, I don't live off Leviticus. And people get really stuck right there when it comes to the loss. 
back then about what to eat, what not to eat when you were off the law of sacrifice and not obedience. Due to grace. Let me say that, due to grace. Um, and let me rephrase that. No longer under the law of sacrifice, but under the law of grace. Let me say that. Because obedience is necessary under the law of sacrifice and grace. You understand? And I feel better just explaining. Thank you. I know you understood, but I just got to be clear. And God, you know, I just ask him things like that. Like, what do you like doing? He enjoys playing his class. He likes classical, classic everything. Classical pianos, classical phones. It's always the ancient but very classic and rich looking things. Like, you know that old telephone where you put your finger through the holes and turn it around? He has a phone like that and it's made of ivory and gold. It's so beautiful. But he likes it. That's his classic phone. And he has a classic phone bell. Yeah. He, um, what else, Father? There's so many things. Like, he likes to make, uh, whenever heaven has a, a feast, whenever he heaven is cheering or celebrating, Pizza is definitely involved. Oh, yeah. Back to Leviticus. Thank you, Father. You know, I eat shellfish. Everything that Leviticus was saying pretty much. You understand? The old covenant that you couldn't eat and couldn't wear and all those things. And I was like, Father, is there pork in the kingdom? Is there pork bacon in the kingdom? People here eat chitlins and pig feet. Is it that in the kingdom? Do you serve that? And God said, when it comes to the meat in the kingdom, it's not like it's prepared here in the earth. It looks the same, but it doesn't taste the same. It tastes better. The bacon here is so much better. In the earth, I provide the animals for you to eat off. In the kingdom, you speak what you want to have in existence. You don't have to slaughter an animal or cook an animal. You speak. You want a burger? Speak a burger to an existence. Speak the meat and then you fix it in your head, in your vision, bringing it to pass. You can either go and eat or you can speak your food up just by a thought. Anything you think, it comes to pass in the kingdom. You can think a new outfit and it becomes. You can think a different shirt, a color shirt, a style of shirt, all of that. It's amazing, right? And... God likes to create different juices, fruit juices. Like, it'd be a beautiful, like a clearish, so, oh God, so refreshing. Like, God knows I like refreshing drinks. Like mint leaf drinks and, you know, non-alcoholic beverages, I mean. And just like mixing drinks, like smoothies, they're very refreshing. You know, I add nutrients in my smoothies. I get that from my mom. You know, but, you know, God teaches us so much more. Like, he'll, like, put mint leaves and, like, strawberry juice. And it'd be, like, with lemonade with a dab of raspberry. And it'd be, like, it's good with honey. I mean, it's just so many. And the minerals in it is, oh, God. So good with that stuff. I'm have a day when, many days where we sit and we talk about our encounters that God has shared with us supernaturally that takes place in the kingdom. And when that time comes, it comes. But right now, let me just get back on, you know, I don't want to lose anybody in this. Because when you talk about supernatural things that many haven't encountered, some people you can lose in the conversation. I don't want to lose anybody. Like, what? How, how come? Or what's the, you know, I don't want to lose you. 
But um, I do want you to open up to that area. I really do. Because that's, that's our life. That's our norm. Hallelujah. I'm so excited to go to the uh, store. Let me tell you why I'm excited. Because when it don't look like you have, God always makes sure you have more than enough. See, I used to work, you know, the nine to five and bring home the things that God put in my hands to bring home. Now it's all God. He is the nine to nine. <laughs> you understand? So it's a whole different way of living now. It's none of me. It's all of him. I have to depend on him for the groceries, for everything. And God blessed me to make it work. I'm a woman who not to make it work. And I thank God I teach my kid that. Make it work. So grateful. If you ask my son, what do you want? He don't even know how to answer that. <laughs> no. He don't. Because for one, he knows he's a child. No adult asks a kid what do you want. No, what you're going to receive, <laughs> what you're going to have, that's what he's used to. And he can voice his opinion in other ways. But when it comes to things that you don't do, that God put in my hand to provide for you, you just receive. And you be grateful for what you have. And when you teach your children to be grateful for what they have, God, the appreciation is just uh, priceless. I would never know what it's like for my child or any kid who ever be in my home to ever say, I don't want, I don't like, I can't stand. Those words would never be said in my home. Period. My son even know when he's an adult, you come to my home, you already know. And some things that our parents teach us, we teach our kids because that's wisdom. And some things we like, uh, you know, like me, I don't beat my kid and didn't ask what you do. <laughs> no. I don't just grab any object and go upside your head. No. <laughs> I let my child know when you make mistakes, I love you. When you don't, I love you. It's okay not to know everything. But know that you can get an answer to everything. And the answer is in God. Through prayer. You need God to show up. Ask him to show up in whatever area that is. No matter where you are. God is not just in the congregation. God is not just in our home. God is everywhere you go, my child. You are worth being here. You are viable. You are somebody. And every day he sees, my mom getting better and better. I love my mom. My mom is tight. <laughs> God. You know, my mom is fun. She's honest. You know, but the only thing about it is, I'm not, you know, I'm a woman. He's a, you know, he's a young man. And I'm like, you know, you stay over there with that. <laughs> you know, no, no, I don't know nothing about that. You know, it's that. And to all the mothers who have a son, oh God. <laughs> and I mean, you had your son at home with you. And there wasn't no man that much in the home. But if you have a man at home, you know, you're good. You're good. You're good. But you're still good without one. Trust me. God will help you. But it's like, it's a little more, you know, uncomfortable. It is. You know, you don't wear what you, like, what you used to could wear around your infant son, you cannot wear around your teenager boy. You understand? 
And I, I pray to God nobody walking like that. You understand? And it's like, you know, your son not going to ask you questions like that. Just get used to it, mothers. Like your daughter wouldn't ask the father. No, you know what I'm saying? Some things is just left for the mother and some things just left for the father. But I thank God that he does whatever he need, my son, for him to be. For God do that on his end. And what he need me to do, I do that. Hallelujah. Because I'm very girly. And he's not a girl. So I'm like, uh, okay, uh, just make sure you do this, do that, do it over there, please. I want to see anything. <laughs> I understand. Seriously. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Some of us just more free, you know, out with that. With themselves than others You know Some people could just get dressed In front of anybody You know You and your girlfriends Or everybody You know Just take the clothes off In the room Get dressed You know We all women But you know I'm just that one To be in the bathroom Getting dressed I mean that's just me You know And I'm okay with that You be okay with that It has nothing to do with you I'm just not like that You know I'm very private Especially when it comes To things like that but anyway, enough of that. But I just thank God for him having a great day in school today. They had an assignment that's due on the 15th. And guess what? He completed it yesterday. And I went to God regarding it. I said, God, some of this work, I have no idea. I graduated in 2003. This work is from 2056. I need your help. They giving out work from year 3000. You understand? We flying on Mars with some of this work. Father, I need your help. And God went above and beyond answering my prayer. That Holy Spirit began to step up and step out in my son and not me. That he don't even have to ask me. He already just answering just like that. The work is done. And it was like 15 pages and you had to do like a, a essay, how many words you chose. He did, you know, 500 word essay about the roaring 20s, the monkey trail, and you know. The great Gatsby, oh, come on. We're starting in the 1920s, and oh, Lord, all of that. And I just thank God that I got to have the attitude, it's not boring. I can't look at him and be like, oh, God, here we go with this. You know, because kids, you know, they feed off of that. Oh, my mom don't like it, I don't like it even then. No, you have to, you know, put on your face, put on your game. Hey, you know, you got to wear it well. And, you know, and not even just a game face, but just, you know, be into it, you know. Even if you're not interested, just, you know, don't show that you're not. I was like, son, no matter if you seem to be born to you or not, it's necessary. It's important. And it's your education. You must learn the, you know, the work. You must learn all the craft. You understand? And it's been amazing ever since. He's just sitting there for a whole hour, 15 minutes in the class when he's breaking it down to the students to do something that he did yesterday was actually due, you know, next week on the 15th. I thank God for that. Oh, is that this week? Friday. Yeah. I mean, Saturday. Yeah. Hallelujah. So, 
just saying that is there's nothing God cannot do. It feels so good to say I don't know everything. I'm not a know-it-all. I never was. But I had a lot of people say to me, you think you know everything. It's not that. But then they come back and say, you were right. It's not that I know everything. It's that when I'm sure about something, you're going to hear what I'm sure about. And no one's going to tell me otherwise. And some people, some people think they know everything. And they don't want to be told that they're not you know, correct when they think they know. And when you're walking in discernment, majority of the time you are right because you're not the one who's doing the answering. I hear that a lot. You know what, Q, you're right. It's not that I'm trying to be right or make a point. These answers come from God who is right. It makes perfect sense. I try to, I minister to someone and they said to me, it's easy for you to say if you're not going through it. Yeah, but how about you stop calling people who can relate to what you want to be delivered from? Because they're still going through it with you. And none of you trying to come up out of that. So why don't you hear from somebody who's not encountering that? So you can know that there's a way out of it. So if you're miserable, why do you want to call People that are miserable when you want to get out of it. They can't help you until they want to be helped themselves. Don't that make more sense to speak to somebody who has joy when you're miserable? Because that is your breakthrough. Yeah, that makes sense. Right since I talked to you, I felt so much better. That's the purpose. Of iron sharpening iron. Every joint supply. Hallelujah. I thank God that I'm a great influence. I thank God that people want to be around me. To hear God through me. I thank God that people look at me as a great mom. A great friend. A great daughter. And you know what? Because I am. I am. I'm a very good person. I'm a great person to be around. Very honest person. Very open person. Very fun, caring, giving person. And I love who I am. And the devil can't do nothing to change that. Because I know who I am. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I don't put no limits to anything that God has placed in my heart. Regarding the, the, the quantity, it don't even matter. It's about quality. And I thank God for that. The value of it. Sometimes we have to ask ourselves... Why don't I like this? Why don't I want to do this? Or why do I like this and I shouldn't? Why was Panisha drinking so much? Because she was brought up around it? That's no excuse. Many of us brought up around drugs. That don't mean we got to do it. So why was Quenisha battling alcohol abuse so much? Because Quenisha was trying to escape who she really is. Point blank. 
I was afraid of my assignment. I thought it was, I knew it's it bigger than me and I saw it too good to happen to me. I didn't think I was good enough, smart enough, made enough, everything with a limit. I always wanted a great marriage, but I didn't think that it would be good enough for me. Because I always cast myself out out of the things that I embraced that was not for me. But I knew that it had to be something, someone out here for Quenisha Janice. Huh, man. Forget the movies, man. And there is for you too. But I don't want a helpmate to help me on ways that God can do. I want you to be there as to why God placed you here to be. Not me taking attention off of God and putting it on you. I don't need you in the sense of me needing God. We both need him. We both have him. We both serve him. So let me enjoy why God placed you to be in my life the way in his perspective of doing it. That's adjustments. From thinking one way to thinking his way. That's adjustments. That means that you put the childish ways, the childish way of thinking behind and doing things. Stop telling all your business. Stop telling all your business. Don't call your girlfriend talking about your business. You should never discuss what goes on in your home to anybody. I don't care if that's your sister. And if you're with somebody in a relationship and y'all arguing or their family do this and do that, don't you tell their family or don't you tell your family negative things about them because y'all had an argument. And then you get mad when their family don't like you. And you get mad when your family don't like them. When they know, when they know all the things that you do to their family member. Who's going to like somebody if you keep... Disrespecting a family member. You keep talking to them any kind of way. You keep cheating on them. Of course we're not going to like you. But then they choose to still be with you. And wonder why they feel some kind of way when you're around. Stop doing that. You don't want a man or a woman to take care of you. God does that. Ask God. Why do you have me to have a mate? Show me. Show me all I need to know about having a mate and your way of thinking, your way of speaking, your way of living and demonstrating. And not my own. Because everything of us is nothing like God's. It's the opposite. It's what limits. And with God, there are none. Don't take the attention off of God and put it on the things that God has promised you. Keep God in it because he's the one who's doing it. I'm excited today. I'm excited. And my excitement comes from my adjustments. I'm proud of myself. Because my father is proud of me. Because I made necessary changes to put the childish ways behind. And continue to do that. Putting him first. Even when I get married, my husband can never take God's place and will never even try to. Because God blessed me with a man of God and not a man of men. 
do the same thing for you. Even with women. You don't have to try to go out here and search. God will have you to be found. Even as a man. When he's out everything, he's out everything. I would never tell you to go on a dating site and test the waters. That's not taking risks and God's way of taking risks. That's taking your eyes off of God and putting them on you. Because none of us need a mate in the sense of we not needing God. Hallelujah. I love my growth. I always known this about marriage, but God has given me the words to put on what I'm meaning and what I know. And that's what you're hearing now. I thank God for everything he said to me about it and still speaking to me about it. But when it comes to it, I just want you, God. That would never not be my focus. What do you have us as one to do? So when God is the forefront, the center of, the foundation of, you get his results. I've been very expressive, guys, about the things that God is doing in my life. Quenisha was never expressive, not to any of you. But God just have me to open up. You know why? Because we all can relate. It feels good to hear somebody relate to something that you are encountering or have encountered or will encounter. Come on, somebody. You have your beginning, middle, and your end to everything you encounter. And don't it feel good to hear the outcome and not be stuck in the past because the past is behind? Hallelujah. Another hour God used me to talk. And I'm okay with that. God is really big on when you say something, mean it. When you say something, mean it. I told my son I was going to do something for him today. And I'm going to do it. And I told him that. And he's holding me to that. And I'm glad he is. Because now he knows my mom, I can count on my mom. If she said she's going to do it. I'm not, I cannot speak for his father's side. I cannot speak for his father. And I will not. All I can speak of is what I'm doing for him as my child. I'm doing my part. And I'm doing my part regarding anybody else's part. And I'm being, you know, very respectful regarding every part. With standards and with boundaries. I tell females all the time, if you are a co-parent, do that. Be that. That's it. That's it. You take care of your child, they take care of their child. You have to allow God to put your schedule where it should be by putting your priorities where they need to be. No, my son father, don't come to my home. And no, he is not invited in my home. 
Because if you want to see your son, he comes to you. I don't have nothing to do with you. He does. And when he was a child, he had to communicate with me with the young child. But now he's a teenager, has his own phone. Now it's straight with him and him. And I made it that way. You have to make it that way. Some females say, well, I can't not have him not come. That's rude. Well, that's on you. I'm just telling you because you asked me about mine. My end. You don't need to call me for what? Call him. I would never keep my son away from anybody. But I'm being used by God to make the calls on where he should go, when he should go, or who he should go with. Find his best interest. Are you best to believe? Because God know me. I'm not the type of mother that's, that want to get rid of my kid just to say, I got a break. Huh. He stays with me. And everybody knows that. I'm not that type of mother. No. When he was younger, I was. Honestly, yes, I was. I mean, that break. Look, I go by, I see you. Now, I'm like, would God teach me how to be a mother better every day? No, I'm not. It's not worth it. My son been somewhere where I, how I don't raise him in that kind of environment because I want a break for two days. Three days, don't matter how many days. Nah, come home with me. Stay home with me. I love you. You're no problem to me. And I would never ever feel like he's a problem. No, you're not a weight on my back. There are no burdens on my back. Me and this together, my child. And I thank God that God have it where I have a demeanor where men don't even, you know, they respect me to the point they don't even say nothing. Seriously, though. It's how I walk, how I, walk, how I talk, how I smile, how I present myself. It don't matter what they thinking, they won't say it. It's like what I get from men, honestly guys, I get a great sense of, you're just a beautiful woman. And the beauty they coming from is from the inside. You're a beautiful woman. And at one point, I used to get that, and I'd be like, God, get away from me, for real, if I cuss them out. I didn't like it. Couldn't stand it. But then I, I wasn't a rude person. I used to run from men. I, wasn't, I was never rude. I feel as though if a person come to you and say they find interest in you, it takes a lot for someone to even approach you and have to, you know, risk being rejected. So I would just, you know, run. <laughs> and when I was a lot younger, I used to lie, give out blank numbers, and you know, and a lot of men hate that. Oh, you don't want you, oh, you gave out blanks? Oh, I can't stand those. You understand? <laughs> and they got smart and start calling when you're right there. Do do do. I'm like, oh, go. You know? Seriously, I just thank God for keeping the men away. I thank God for that. They look, but they don't say nothing. And I pray that for you too. Men and all women, women. My beauty comes from within, not the outside. 
Somebody can look, you know, nice on the outside and inside jacked up and make him look so ugly. On, uh, don't even use that word. Not attractive on the outside. You understand? The beauty you see is from within. Point blank, period. You see God. You see love. You love. You know? And a lot of people were like, I don't know why I'm drawn to you. God. God. And these guys that be in the streets, when God had me out there during the time and I was ministering on the streets, they were always give me no problem just by not saying nothing disrespectfully and one of the worst places I've been to all in one year was by the big chair oh god by Douglas place by the Frederick Douglas home oh god I didn't know it was like that oh god and I was you know I'm like I'm from the hood I'm from the hood I'm from the hood man nah man I was gay I was gay <laughs> I was gay I went, I went, I was like, ooh, it's like New Jack City out here. It's rock a pie, baby. For real, though. Everybody hitting the pipe outside. And, you know, they used to go in the house and do it outside, doing it at the lights, at the bus stops. Oh, God, they shooting up at the bus stop. Everybody outside drinking. They, they, oh, God, they shooting. It. Oh, God, people on the ground. I was like, oh, my God, they going to kill me. And they were looking at me like, what you doing here? You ain't on no drugs. You ain't no prostitute. So why are you over here? But they would never say anything. They just go across the street. Hardcore killers. They'd go across the street. Because I was protected. Am protected. I was protected. You understand? I thank God for that. And now God had me go, you know, after that, they got familiar with it. She don't bother nobody. At least she bold enough to come here. You know, she don't be trying to tell us what not to do, pass out no pamphlets. She don't be bringing no police or nothing here. She don't be telling us what not to do, how to live. She just come in and just pray. I mean, nothing wrong with her doing that. I mean, I can use some prayer, you know. I can use some prayer. And that's how the guys were. And then if the, if the guys who run a block feel like that, then everybody else, you in there. They're like, hey, how you doing, miss? How you doing? Then they start giving you things to pray for. I don't be lifting up my hands outside. Oh, Father, I got doing all of that. No. I pray with myself, but some some I'm going to pick it up and know she here doing something. You know, she's doing something positive. They knew I was praying. Without me even wanting to be seen praying. And sometimes they'd see me go to the side and cry. I cry. Yeah. I cry. And they saw me take the initiative to pick the trash up off the ground. You know, or sit around, sit next to somebody or help somebody OD in or, you know. They saw that she was, you know, she cares. She cared, man. She knowing herself. She ain't on TV trying to get no votes. Being no this and that. She really here, man. She she in this. She cared for real. She cared. We stopped caring, but at least somebody still do. And I just thank God for that. I haven't been out there months. God had me the next time I go, I go. But until then, I'm in this bedroom in my, in my sacred mountain. <laughs> God. <laughs> my mountain <laughs> I love you guys I talked enough today yeah I, I talked about appetite I talked about appetite and I'm talking very fast so um, greater is he who's in us who is he I mean greater is he who's in us than he who's in the world love you guys <laughs>